As Hello and welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. This is Andy here. We're on season four, episode number 42. This is a sports edition here on August 29th. Andy, how are you? I'm doing good, doing good. Um, a little day late today because we did a little special all-in wrestling show yesterday. You can go back and find that and watch it. Craig's from Philly was on. Yeah, good episode. It covered a lot of ground. Um and good review. They're going to be doing that same thing next year in 2024, all in at Wembley Stadium with yep. 81,000 fans. Incredible. So that was a special show. Now, we've got sports, we've got football, we've got NFL, Major League Baseball, college football. Prep, I've got nothing for prep. No preps yet. I know I'm here in Watertown. Oh, had a, opening practices have started for football. I see uh, Coach McDonald at the store once in a while and Practices practices have begun. So, the the main uh, main news is is the Twins and, and rookie Royce Lewis. You know, uh, Royce Lewis hit back to back grand slams uh, the other day. Uh, very very rare, obviously, uh, to hit a grand slam to begin with. But uh, he hit them in back to back nights. They're playing right now. If he hits one tonight, it's going to be three. I highly doubt it, but you never know. Uh, Royce just seems to be one of those guys that. Uh, Likes the clutch, just no yep. fear. So the trivia question is this. Someone on the Minnesota Twins broadcast team has also done this in the past. Not playing for the Twins, but someone on the Twins broadcast team has hit back-to-back homers playing for another team, not the Twins. Royce Lewis was the first one ever in a Minnesota Twins uniform to hit back-to-back Grand Slams. Uh, sorry, Grand Slams in back-to-back games for the Minnesota Twins. First twin to ever a lot of teams have already done this. There's one player from each team, for most teams, going way back that have at least yeah. at one point in the career have done this. I like how often that comes up where you get a chance to do it. Well, like you had a grand slam the day before. How many times you come up that next day with bases loaded? Yep. Well, like even with Royce Lewis today, you know, uh, he was in the lineup. He here he is in the lineup today. And right away, the second inning, they had bases loaded. And the discussion was, here at the studio was what's the odds of even coming up again the next day yeah. with the bases loaded or maybe anytime during the next week to even get that opportunity yeah. to do it back to back. So it's really impressive, but there was someone that twins fans will recognize the name of someone else who's done this uh, a while back playing for a different team, but we'll come back at the end of the show and provide the answer. Who had one of the most fitting nicknames ever in his career. If you ask me a great, great nickname. All right. Here we go. Got to follow up on some stuff first, though. The passing of Bray Wyatt. Um, I was going to do some stuff yesterday during the uh, all-in show, but I did not. Uh, as we know, Bray Wyatt passed away earlier, earlier this week. Um, he'd been out for medical issues. I never really said what it was. Um, some people said COVID at the end. It was or effects from COVID. His body just didn't take to it very well. Uh, the report coming out now is Bray Wyatt. Um, wasn't wearing his doctor-recommended heart defibrillator and suffered a massive heart, and suffered a heart attack. Oh, really? So, now was his heart issue because of COVID? That part's still up in the air. Depends who you talk to. Uh, and to me, it kind of sounds like, do you eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or a jelly and peanut butter sandwich? It's the same thing. He had a heart issue. Who cares how he got it? He had a heart issue. Um, a lot of people believe it was COVID-based, which is irrelevant at this point. In my opinion. Wow. Yeah. So, I bet that that, if, so basically, if you've got a 
you know, a doctor that's prescribing that to say, you know, you've got to wear this and you, yeah, you yeah. don't, you know, you know, you're, you know, you're taking that risk and you're playing um, with fire. He, um, he may have been down with it. Didn't, didn't really matter. Felt okay. But interesting story. Did he take it off for a little bit to, to shower, to do something, who knows, whatever. But so it was basically if the doctor says, do it, do it. Also a little follow-up from the uh, CM Punk Jack Perry issue where they're both suspended. Uh, some reports now are saying today that CM Punk's not aware of the fact he's suspended yet. Um, and that is because this Saturday he's from Chicago. They're supposed to wrestle in Chicago. So something's going to happen where he's going to drop the belt. He's going to go away. He's been telling people now in the last 24 hours that he doesn't like being there anymore. The sad thing is, is he's one of those guys who's wants a spotlight on him and is taken away from the greatest pay-per-view in years. Just had the spotlight on him because he wasn't in the main event. He's a whiny little bitch. Let's just there I said it. Send your fan mail to Andy at sportsandsongspodcast.com. Connie will get it. Yeah. Now, speaking of the WWE and AEW, WWE has signed a contract with the NFL. Um, you see them, they give these out to the teams, but you can now buy your team as a championship belt. Nice. And in case you want to see what a Viking championship belt looks like, that's what it is. And for $549.99, Dan, you can get one. But but we've never won the title. But they don't care. They'll make a championship belt with your team. There's a championship belt on there. I think Connie might have that in petty cash if you want to order one. That might be. You know, if you if you get technical, you know, the Vikings did win the NFL championship in 69, I believe. No. Yes. No. They went on to the Super Bowl uh, at that time that were they were playing at the time kind of just for fun, for yes. bragging rights, and they lost yes. that Super Bowl they three. in the NFL yes. title. Now, you go, okay, great, Andy. This is the WWE signed this contract with the NFL. Why did you say AEW? Well, when they released these for all 32 teams, one belt sold out right away. <laughs> that would be the Jacksonville Jaguars, which are owned by Tony Khan and AEW. Perfect. Of course, all the speculation went that the Khan family bought them all up <laughs> and said, hey, wait a minute, WWE, you can't make money off our us, you know. So who knows? WWE got their 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 check cash cleared. They don't care who bought them. But I guess some people were saying as of the other day, it showed all 31 teams available and Jacksonville was not an option anymore. Oh, maybe they're grayed out on the website. So did, did, they, did they buy them all up? Who knows? If I was Tony Khan, who cares? You know, if I was a Khan family, let it, let it go. You know, because WWE is not that smart, that vindictive. To, let's get a contract at the NFL and put Jaguar stuff on it and make money. The billions they make a year, those few bucks they're making on these belts is not going to kill anybody. Although, they'd be cool to get, but not for 550 bucks. Your homework assignment. Doing homework early, Dan, so you ready? Okay. The greatest promotion ever, Tiger Stadium, Magnum P.I. Day. Perfect. You come with a mustache and a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> the homework assignment is, I don't care if you're Mike Vec with the Saints, or, it, or Mike Vec or the Saints, or a pro team, or the Red Devils, come up with a better promotion than Magnum P.I. Day. I don't think it can be done. 
Oh, that is a classic. And this is not this is not the first one. They've been doing this for years. So I'm saying right now, the next couple of years, Dan, we need to do a field trip to Detroit for Magnum PI Day. Well, we got to do some research. Got to get to uh, find out what it is. Field. Yes. Find out what it is. Let's go. We could Rick Rock and Roll Cash. I'm sure has some extra Hawaiian shirts we could borrow. Yes, that is a great promotion. I have never heard of that. I mean, yes, we have Prince Day here in Minnesota, but that's kind of overdone. Let's kind of really dig down to who's your. I don't want to say obscure hometown hero, but yeah, it it has to be something obscure like that. Like Mary Tyler Moore Day would be one here where all the gals throw their hat up in the seventh inning or something. You know, that's kind of what I think the equivalent would be. A TV celebrity from your area type of day. So there we go. That's, that's your homework. That's Try fantastic. to top Magnum PI Day in Detroit. I I don't think it can be done. Baltimore Orioles owner has told fans that to keep the young stars, he's going he can't do it without raising prices. This is from Outkick.com. And this is just unfortunately, I'm glad he's saying this because it's common sense. Now, these billionaire owners can cut the check and keep the team and make more money. You know, that's like running a business. You got to spend money to make money, except in sports. Because I think everybody looks at the Cowboys, how much they spend on players, how much the Yankees spent on players this year, and they're in dead last. Mets spend a ton of money, dead last. So teams kind of shy away from that with the if you spend money, make money theory. But I don't know. If I had a team that had been doing so terrible at the Orioles the last few years, and now you got some nice young studs. I'll pay an extra five bucks for a ticket. I'll pay an extra dollar on my hot dog. I'll, I'm buying the jerseys that you've jacked the price up on, so I'm I'm in. You know, um, yeah, I think that's I, fair enough. I just wish these teams, though, okay, if you jack the prices up, that's all fine and good. If you start to stink again, you better lower those prices. Don't keep them up there. Just kind of come back down as you go down. That's all I ask. Now, not the soapbox, but something that really grinds my gears. Love it. New new segment. Here's the Bison game next week, which if you want to reach out to Dan, he has tickets available for this. Um, so here we are, Eastern Washington, North Dakota State, Minneapolis, Minnesota, U.S. Bank Stadium. And where can you see the game? ABC in North Dakota and ESPN+. Plus. Why can't this be on Fox 9+. Plus? Why can't? our local channel pick this game up because it's here. When South Dakota State plays at Target Field, why can't we show it locally on Fox 9 Plus? Or on uh, was it Valley Sports 2 or whatever? At least it's on one of the obscure channels, but why can't we show it locally? So here's, here's my question. is They put a lot of time and effort into getting these colleges to play at these ballparks. Target yep. Field, you know, this is the first time ever for college football of any type yep. to be played in U.S. Bank Stadium. Do they not think about the, the TV, or does that come as an afterthought? Because that's a great point. I've heard nonstop about this game, uh, first game in a pro, pro stadium, you know, first game in U.S. Bank. North Dakota State uh, to feature the Bison fans to stay home, you know, and to, yep. you know, Twin Cities get to go to this game. But I've never heard once what kind of a deal they had for TV rights. And now you show yeah. it, and it, it's nothing special. But um, that you know, is is that an afterthought, or is that something they 
you know, poured big money in to get something and it failed or, or didn't work or, or, or what's the stadium? Or is this something that was meant to be seen in person? Is there not going to be a lot of people watching it? I see both sides of that. But again, we, I, we've seen at the games, we've been at high school games and you go around the stadiums, you see them advertising North Dakota State, University of North Dakota, South Dakota State, USD. They advertise these schools at the games. They, we see their billboards around town. We see their commercials on TV. Now, I'm not saying show every Bison game, but if they're going to play in town, show the bloody game. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's a good question. Grinds my gears. You know, we know that Eastern Washington's making big money by coming and playing, regardless right, right. of if they win or lose. That They're getting a big payday just because they signed up to do this. I think not North Dakota State is as well. Eastern but, Washington's no slug team either. Yeah, Cooper that, Cup that, with that Eastern Washington. That should be a good well. ball game. Yeah, Cooper Cup with Eastern Washington, so they're a decent team. NDSU is not going to have some little sister Mary school to blind come play them down at the U.S. Bank Stadium. They want a good game. But Saturday is also the Division One uh, all day of games. Also, isn't it week one for college? Right. National so. for, for, for D1, not the FCS. So but it'd still. be tough to sneak in there to get a game uh, when all the other colleges are kicking kicking off things. It's a good still. question. You can't it throw it on your ears. I mean, like I said, okay, when college football starts, USA Network, Sci-Fi Channel is going to have a college football game or two on because the, they're owned by NBC and they got all the rights. We're going to see Middle Florida State against you know Western Arizona. Well, why can't you show the Bison? Why can't you show some of the top-ranked Division Two FCS schools in regular time? Yeah, and that's a good point, Andy. You know, for the listeners out there, it's not just because it's local. North Dakota State is one of the best teams and has been yep. over the last 15, 20 years. Yep. Show the Bison. Show South Dakota State. Show it's not uh, just because Texas it's local. Other schools is, in there, yeah. This is premium football, and a lot of players from Minnesota on that roster as well. So um, yep. it should be a good game. Some more sports stuff. Sports notes. I'm sorry. More sports notes. The White Sox, potential candidate to move to Nashville. Funny, the day this came out, there was, what, two shootings at White Sox Park. So <laughs> they're all yours, Nashville. Take them. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, Nashville's a big sports city, and they've already got. They got the uh, they've got minor league. They got the double double A sounds. I think the national sounds play there, and they got NFL there for the Titans. But that could be a good NHL. They they draw fairly well. So, all right. What else you got? The Mets are going to retire straws and Doc's number finally. So that should be good. Good good hype there because we need it. Yes. All right. Two weeks ago, Andrew Hernandez loses racial discrimination lawsuit, appeal against Major League Baseball. Then last week, he was fired. So I thought I'd bring that up just to everybody. He's just, he, he was horrible. How he was an umpire still. He was in the minors before he came up this year. He, they had him up minor games, and he was doing good down there. Then he got to the majors again, and it's like, I guess it's like some hitters. He just couldn't do it in the majors. I don't get what it was. And, and just to point out that this is a rare thing to be fired as an umpire. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think it's very commonplace. Look how bad he's been for years. We've all said it, and he's always had a job. Now he's fired. He had a racial discrimination suit against Major League Baseball for years that 
They wouldn't make him a crew chief. Wouldn't put him into the World Series because of his nationality, his heritage, his Cuban heritage. No, it's because you stank. They keep uh, track of how good and bad you are. That's why you didn't make it. Yeah. Yep. So. Some more Major League Baseball stuff like the standings. Here we go. As of this morning, there, now of course, if you follow baseball, you're going to understand this. It was a Tuesday. There was no games today. Day games are Mondays and Thursdays because of travel situations. Orioles, two-and-a-half game lead over Tampa, ten-and-a-half over the Jays. And that beautiful thing in fifth place, 19 games out. Wow. Five games below 500. Makes my heart feel good. Will Aaron Boone be fired? We were talking about this yesterday. Steinbrenner's spinning in his grave. Why has this guy not been fired yet? He'd have fired him, hired somebody else to replace him, and fired him by now, too. They're doing so bad. Fifth place. And it's the same manager. Now, not saying that Boone is good or bad, but uh, yeah. in the past, the history always shows for the Yankees' ownership that they they act. There's a lot of knee-jerk reactions there to get get things moving along. And this just – it's been this way all year. And don't tell me Aaron Judge being out for a couple weeks caused this. Okay, no. Not buying it. Twins, seven games up. Um, and as of today, Twins magic number 24. Okay. Someone was asking about that. I didn't know the answer. So it is there is a magic number already. Yeah, 24. Well, they have a magic number from day one is 163 for everybody. But Got it. 24 for the Twins right now. 29 for uh, Baltimore, by the way. Seattle with a one-game lead. First time they've been in first place since, like, 2003. Uh, what was it, a month ago? There were seven games out or something like that there, I heard. You Their magic number is 31. Texas is 33. Houston's is 32. For you yourself eight. said, Andy, beginning of the season, watch for that Mariners team. They may start slow, but just watch them. Yeah, be careful. Look at this. Look at this group. The East. National League, Braves, one man wrecking crew, or just they're a wrecking crew over there, not one man, but everybody. Uh, the Phillies, 15 games above 500, and they're still 12 and a half out. Marlins, they're sneaking in there. Mets are a game behind Washington for last place. The Brew Crew, five up on the Cubbies. Now, I'm, I'm going to flip back and forth here a little bit. The Reds, 68-65, and, and oh, they're so awesome. They're so great. Twins have 69 wins. You know, so let's put it in consideration. And also, who thought Cardinals, 18 and a half out, Mets, 26 out, Yankees, those three teams were all in last place at the same time. That's the shocker, I think. And here's the Dodgers, 13 out, and the Dodgers a couple months ago weren't sitting that great either. They had a couple of bad weeks, and Arizona's kind of come back to earth. Again, same record as the Twins, but they're in playoffs. So here we go. Wild card. There's your division leaders in the American League. Your wild card's basically down to four. I put the Red Sox on there as five just because you never know. But so right now it would be the Rays, Rangers, and Astros is your wild card. Jays two and a half out of that last spot. So it would be – Baltimore, Houston, Seattle, Texas, Minnesota, Tampa Bay for the playoffs. If it were today. National League, there's your leaders. And your wild card, 
Phillies, Cubs, and Diamondbacks have it wrapped up. Then you got the Giants, Reds, and Marlins two and a half out of that last wild card spot, playing just a game above five hundred. So that's exciting. Now speaking of exciting, thirty games left for the Twins. The most important thing here, they got thirty games left. They need to go twenty-three and seven, Dan. Yes. I look at their next uh, fifteen games here, sixteen games, and I see by the seventeenth, I might be the proud owner of a thirty-pack of hams. You could be I a proud owner of an ice cold thirty-pack. They 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 can only lose seven games. I see at least eight losses here in the next two plus weeks. Well, we've got that all important ten game winning streak that hasn't happened yet. So we well, you got that three game set against the Mets there. So you yes. Know. Um, uh, the team is getting hot with the bats, and they've been hot all season in pitching. And so now, you know, I just got to hope that if the pitching hangs, we're going to start putting up double-digit runs here in bunches, I think, and the wins are going to start to come. But, like you said, there, there's not many left. There's there's only seven. Uh, I'll be at the Mets game on the ninth when it's Los Twins jersey day. I saw that today. Lord. Well, it's Lopez pitching. or I, No, it's his day, I think. Well, it's Los Twins. That means they're going to have the Los Twins jerseys. and Yeah, something. I don't, yeah. I get that in the California and the Texas area. Is it really that big of a deal up here? I don't know. It should be Twins A, like Canadian. You know? Twins A Day is what it should be. Yes. There, I said it. Well, maybe you'll come home with one of those jerseys. Well, I'm going to know because with the Mets tickets now, I got into the seven line that travels. We are getting special shirts, and I should be getting mine later this week, so I will wear it Monday when I have it next okay. week. I'll show you the shirts we will all be wearing there as Mets fans. Okay. And I might be going to the game the 8th, too, if a uh, close personal friend of the show, Stephanie, comes through for me. Wow. Otani, torn ACL. He's going to need his second Tommy John surgery possible. How much money did this cost him a free agency, you think, Dan? A lot. Some people say he may still get it because he could concentrate more on hitting. If he's put up these numbers and not concentrating on hitting, oh, God. Don't think, just hit. Let him do two things. Um, but they, he could have the second Tommy John. We've seen it with the Twins. Well, we had that shortstop had to have Tommy John surgery. Uh, Bryce Harper had Tommy John surgery as an outfielder. So it's not just... Tommy John's just not for pitchers anymore. But this could be his second one. There's no way on God's green earth any team will let him pitch without big insurances in that contract. Yeah. You know, um, I think it costs him some millions, but then again, if you're a Mets, Yankees, Red Sox, Mariners, whatever, and you want to get them, you'll pay that extra because you'll make it up in jersey sales. Breaking news, they might trade Pete Alonzo. I think wow. I've said that a few times here. <laughs> Jesus. You know, it's, it's hard being right all the time, Dan. It really is. It's difficult. Pete Alonzo expected to be traded. Here's what the report says. For those of you who can't read that little print over there, I printed it off here. It says, Bob Nightingale of USA Today reporting that the organization is expected to trade the first baseman during the NFL, MLB offseason. Now, uh, it goes on to say, the Mets have informed teams that anyone that isn't under contract after 2024 will be eligible. And they have not come close to reaching a contract extension with Alonzo in past years. He's a free agent after the 2024 season. 
You see the Twins logo on there as one of the teams listed. Do you think he'd do well here at Target Field? Do you think the media and the people around here would accept the polar bear? Good question. We had the, uh, you know, we went after Gallo in the offseason, and and uh, all I've heard is negative, negativity about Gallo all season long and not much positivity. So I don't know if they're going to try this with uh, Mr. Alonzo. But see, Joey Gallo, Alonzo's an all-star. He's won the home run thing twice. He was there last year. So he's liked by the media and the fans. Joey Gallo was just a player. He wasn't a big deal, I don't think. He wasn't the big signing, in my opinion, when they got him. If the Twins, let's say the Twins are going to win the division. I'm still getting a case of hams out of it, but they're going to win the division. Is Alonzo that guy to put him over? If our pitching comes back healthy, they re-sign Sonny Gray, my, Kenta Maeda comes back, is he the guy to put us? Do we win the first round anyway? Um, that that's a that's a lot of questions. Uh, that's a lot of big questions. Yeah. Number one, from my opinion, no, we do not need him and never will. We've got okay. the power. We've got the offensive weapons already at our disposal. And no, Sonny Gray's not coming back. Kenta Maeda is not coming back. We already know those things. Oh, a boy can dream, Dan. You can always dream. We're going to be set for pitching next year. Could be our best pitching rotation ever. Better than this year. So we got great pitching. Maybe we need this other stick. Well, Walner could be the stud. We'll see. So I, I would say yes to the Cubs if they if it was 15, 20 years ago and they played a lot of day games still. Because where the ball traveled the, in the day. Like the Twins have spent a boatload on Correa and Buxton and back in the day, Kepler. Yep. And so they've uh, they've not shied away from from um, paying getting out the checkbook to do that but because they've been doing that so frequently i can't imagine them doing this with alonzo uh you know with his batting average the all that's all it is is the average everything else yeah. is great he's batting 220 oh i thought he was 188 no no that's gallows or that's uh schwarberg who's at 188 oh sorry i'm thinking schwarber yeah i can see pete in san francisco doing good i'd like him out there that'd be good oh that'd be interesting Moment of silence for intern Abby. <laughs> Noah Syndergaard has been designated for assignment. Thor. Thor. Was, it was a good run. But again, there's a guy with a great career. Tommy John, done. Never came back. Let's talk some BSU football, Dan. Beavers. Defending division champs, their first time ever division champs. They went on. Great things last year. Good things this year. Quarterback Brandon Alt is getting high praises in preseason. There's their first three games. They start right off with conference games this Thursday. Northern State University at the Chet. Wow. Two days from today. And Southwest Minnesota State down in Marshall. Then Winona. Beavs are ranked 10th in Division2Football.com's top 25. 10-3 last year, finished 16th in the rankings, our top 10 this year. Wow. Colorado Mines. State's number not, seven. Not surprising to see the Mines team from Colorado at four. Yeah. yeah. 
and Pittsburgh State's up there. Ferris State's the one to watch, though. The preseason number one. Iowa defensive tackle Noah Shannon has been suspended. Why? Because he gambled on his own team. You idiot. <laughs> there I said it. You idiot. Now, why weren't sanctions – why wasn't sanctions against the whole team? Like they can't make a bowl and everything else. Want to play? That's the again, grinds my gear part two. If it was a pro player, oh my god, they'd they'd be fine. The manager would get fired and suspended and everything else. Owners would be fined. Why wasn't this, the team suspended from postseason play for a couple of years? But this is in the employee handbook. As you come on as a D one student athlete, is it's it's yeah, part of your. That you're not, you can't say, Oh, I didn't know this. This is spelled out from, from when you come on as a freshman that you can't do this. But why wasn't the school suspended from postseason play for a year? That's I'm not saying I fear Iowa, I'm just saying, well, Why was the team not paying a penalty assist him? Yeah, good question. And just one more thing, Dan, we'd like to end the show on a good note. We always do, at least my segment, anyway. Yes. Little Miss Maggie Cezano. Uh, she announced that she's going to be part of the 2023-24 Special Olympics Minnesota Student Athlete Ambassador. She put on her Instagram page. I am so excited to share that I am partnering with Special Olympics Minnesota as a Student Athlete Ambassador. Throughout the year, I will be sharing about my Special Olympics moment, Special Olympics Minnesota experience and participating in various events and fundraisers. I was part of Special Olympics Club at Watertown Mayor High School and it provided me an opportunity to create lasting friendships. I'm blessed to be able to join SOMN once again. Yes, here with the Royals, Royal Pride. She was a member of that. So she's going to continue that on in college. It's, for me, okay, I know this is different, but it's the same thing too. It's kind of like being in Girl Scouts then being a Girl Scout leader later on. She did something in high school. She's taken on to college and still doing it. So these little clubs you join in high school, you can take on to college, and good for her that she's doing this. It's kind of her way of giving back. So congratulations, Maggie, on that. Good luck. It's not an easy task, but you sounds like you're used to it from the high school end. And, uh, you know, I know college is different than high school, but it's the same thing, too. Special Olympics, she's dealt with them. She know, knows the, how they work, if you will, how that game goes with them. So good luck to her. Um, one other thing I forgot to bring up, and I forgot the player's name. I was reading it before we came on. Okay. But some college football players signed an NIL deal, those national likeness deals. Name, image, likeness, like, yes. Likeness. His contract with this company was, for every touchdown I score, you got to donate a defibrillator to a, high, to a school. I thought, so, okay, in this area where his school is not a national thing, of course. But there, give back a little bit. You know, hey, how about for every touchdown I get or three-point basket I make or every 40 points in basketball, whatever, you didn't donate so much back to the inner city schools or to interesting. this organization instead. You know, the, 
Good for kids. Like series, that last couple of years, they always have the first stolen, every stolen base of a World Series. You go to Taco, Taco Bell and get a taco the next day. You know? Right. They've done things like that, which really just benefits, you know, the company or the person. But it's fair to have Taco Bell for three days. Your point is you can give back to something in a good way and still have fun with it. Um, yeah. And have, yeah. you know, bragging rights for it and still yep. doing giving back. That's great. That's an actually a good idea. Being a trendsetter. Now, Andy, we've got a we've got trivia answer, and I've got yeah. four bits of sports notes to follow up on yet. Just some tidbits that the listeners might like. But let's do the the Grand Slam. So the Grand Slam trivia question was: Royce Lewis hit Grand Slams in back to back games for the Twins, becoming the first Minnesota Twin ever to do so. Right. The question is: What member of the Twins broadcast team currently? The Wrench. If it's radio or TV. What member of the broadcast team? Has actually done that in the in the past. The wrench. Who's Dan the Gladden. wrench? Dan Gladden. Well, that's the right answer. Uh, you know how he got that nickname? How? Herbert gave it to him. Like, why do you call him the wrench? He goes, because he looks like some guy to be standing up holding up the wall in shop class. So the wrench, thirty years ago this very month, hit back-to-back grand slams in back-to-back games playing for the Detroit Tigers in 1993. I didn't know that fact, Andy. You know, know, Gladden's a great defender, a a great hitter, great all-around guy, hit home runs, but to hit grand slams and back-to-back games is is quite a feat. And Dan Gladden did that. Now, he's a humble guy. I'm sure he will not bring it up on the broadcast, right? No. But um, that's a stud right there. Back-to-back games. Oh, my God. Now, the only notes that I've got here other than this is it's Minnesota Amateur Baseball, 100th anniversary of the state tournament. Be sure to get out to uh, Litchfield, Dassel, and Delano. Remember, the first two weeks are done. The first round of the playoffs, all this is single elimination, are done. So Labor Day weekend coming up starting Friday night is the final weekend. Games at all stadiums, one game on Friday night a boatload of games on Saturday. And then Sunday is the double game. The double, you win, you play again. And Class B will wrap up the evening uh, of Sunday night. And then Class C will be the only team left. The championship, I think, noon or 11 a.m. on Monday, Labor Day. Uh, All of it single elimination. So Saturday and Sunday will be the games to go to. Monday, of course, the title game. But, boy, the attendance... They're going to be breaking attendance. Now, the reason they're breaking attendance records, Andy, is this. Number one, it's great ball fields. Number two, it's great baseball. Number three, it's the 100th year. But it's not apples to apples. The Class A was always held off-site last couple of years at Palm Field in in, uh, St. Anthony Village. They did their own tournament, had their own attendance. And so now they're coming down and their numbers are being commingled with the regular tournament. So they're going to go over. They're going to break the record. But there will be an asterisk after it. because it's going to be just more than what Class A normally brings. It's going to be a huge number for them and in total for the Bs or the Cs that we've always had. Uh, so it'll be a worthwhile record uh, as far as uh, it's it's not going to be a, a hiccup. Uh, this first year it's going to be because of that A is so huge. But if they keep doing this, it will be a tough bar to reach for this year to get yeah. close to that number in future years. That's a lot of people. The weather's been great. Now, St. Paul Saints, Andy, uh, you know, they've they've sent down Bailey Ober, the Twins, to yep. the Saints, and he's up there for innings pitch, and he's getting the most innings on the mound 
that he's ever had in his career. So they want to kind of back him down. I don't know if that's the reason they push him down to the St. Paul Saints. They could have backed off his innings up here. But the catch is that they brought up Thunderbird, who's a left-handed reliever who's doing really good. And I think their relief is part of the problem. And the left-handed side is going to be a, a, a pretty good deal to bring up Thunderbird for the Twins. Um, is that to get him on the roster for playoffs? He's got to be up by a certain time. You know, I don't I don't know about that or how that's going to work, but Ober they're sending down, and maybe they only have four. I think there's four series left for the Saints, uh, and they're all six-game series. So there's four. There's 24 games left. Month and month. so they might just give him four starts or just give him a couple or whatever. But when you go to the postseason, then do you bring Ober back? Or are they resting him so he's ready for the off postseason? Right. Or is he part of the postseason plans? Maybe if he's not – Maybe that's maybe it's a moot point. You got Dallas Keuchel, you got yep. some other guys in there. The Gopher football starts Thursday night national television against the Nebraska Cornhuskers on Fox. That'll be Thursday night, and once again, you get some you get some money to to play that game to be on national television to kick off the the college football season. And they did it the year before, but they got it this year. But you have to play that Big Ten team, I think, was part yeah. of it this year. So they moved Nebraska up to get that big game first, and then the Gophers will go back and play some uh, some exhibition or, or some non-conference. But the problem is we've done this before, Andy, on the other shows with the predictions right. for the Gophers. They need to win that game regardless. They, right. Yeah. They they can't come out and, and, and hiccup against Nebraska at all because all their hopes and dreams are, are assuming that you're winning – you have to beat Nebraska. So now they have to be ready. They have to be good to go because then they got those non-conference games, and those are even going to be tough. So that'll be a good game for those watching. I'm not sure uh, how big of a deal that is, that Nebraska go for a game. But I think in some realms, in some uh, parties, that's a huge, huge thing. The rest of the football, I think, starts and kicks off all, all day Saturday and Saturday night. So getting that uh, Eastern Washington game in or you know against the Bison, maybe that was where they – they couldn't yeah. make anything work. Minnesota Lynx season's coming to an end. All these games are done for women's professional basketball on September 10th. So the 10th is when the season ends. The Lynx are playing right now, and after this, they got four games left. So they're in the hunt. They're in second, real close to being in second place, but they're sitting in third right now. The teams at the bottom have already been eliminated, and the teams that are at the top are already clinching. So these next four games, it's all bubble. And the Lynx are playing better on the road than they are at home. Well, I remember we mentioned earlier in the year the Lynx were like were like one and six, but their five losses were all by combined nine points or something goofy yes. like that. Yes, uh, that is, that is so they, they they could find themselves in the postseason. They could find themselves in the outside looking in as well. I don't know, but if you're into the WNBA, these next few weeks are going to be very uh, very important for that. The Vikings uh, preseason is done. They finish 0-3. They start the regular season here. There's a full week off, and then NFL is going to be all in your face on all the channels and college. We're going to be hit with the blitz here, Andy, in a couple days. is our last few days without getting hit with overload of football commercials and ads. I just can't believe these preseason football games, there's, what, two or three that canceled the game because someone got hurt. Whatever. Well, I did remember seeing that. I think it was close to the end of the game, and the player yeah. was – I don't know if the score had a difference. Your football players were over so and tough people the, game. Safety, the coaches got together, and let's, let's, you know, they said just drop it. So that did, in fact, happen. So Twice. Um, I looked okay. it up here. About, you said about Dan Glenn, and we talked about Dwight Gunn earlier. Yes. 84 rookie of the year was Dwight Gunn. He was first. 
Well, let's see these other names on the 84 Rookie of the Year list. It was Gooden, Juan Samuel, yep. Oral Hershiser, Gladden was fourth, Ron Darling, uh, Carmelo Martinez, Terry Pelton, and Jeff Stone were your Rookie of the Year members that year. Was uh, Where was Ryan Sandberg? Wasn't he in the running that year? Yeah, he was 83, I thought, was his rookie Okay. Year. He could yeah. have been the year before. So there Gladden was, was fourth ahead of Ron Darling and Terry Pelton, for the God's sakes. Wow. Gladden was tough. Um, so now the Yankees dropped Josh Donaldson today. Dropped him like third period French. Just just done. Time too. And now some local gopher football news. Tanner Morgan released by the Saint by the Steelers. Yep. He was undrafted free agent. They picked him up. Um, I would look for him to be signed back, uh, taxi squad, or run the scout team or something, yep. but he did He's officially get released. Uh, didn't make the team yet. And then the other player was the Detroit Lions. Mo Ibrahim was released. Go figure. Not surprised, Andy? I am a little surprised. That they keep him around, you know, unless he was having problems with that knee. I don't know. They just didn't say I, thought, I thought when they drafted him along with that first round back, the talk was that they would keep them both and either platoon them or have those two studs. Uh, you know, Almost back, like a three-headed monster running back. That three-headed monster. So something obviously didn't work out unless that's another case where they cut him too. And then when they announced the uh, injured or the taxi squad, uh, the scout team yeah. or whatever, bring him back. But if he's truly cut and they don't want him, uh, look for him to be picked up somewhere, I'd imagine. Kickoff return or something. Something. Uh, no, speaking I, of running backs, Hunter Lemke is still on the Dallas Cowboys roster. Reunited with former teammate Trey Lance. Cowboys have two Bisons on their team. Lance, and, and how do you pronounce? Is it Ludke? Hunter Lemke. Lemke, okay. So watch for them. Should be fun to watch. The season should I be good. Love my Bison, but I will not buy a Cowboy jersey. Sorry. I got maybe line. maybe one day you will. Maybe you'll get the Los Twins jersey. I'll get like the T-shirt jerseys, maybe, but I'm not going to buy a jersey jersey. Nice. With the no I'll pick you up a Los Twins jersey next Saturday, a couple weeks Saturday. Live report goes. Uh, this weekend is State Amateur Baseball the championship, so we'll be uh, reporting on a bunch of things that are going on. Gophers in action. Vikings not for another week. Twins and Saints in action. They're going to move. Hey, Andy Byron Buxton is going to do a rehab assignment. Not for his injury, I, I think so, but they're moving him to the outfield. They want to get some games in this coming weekend. I think that's a reason to sell tickets for the Saints to say Buxton's going to be in center field. Uh, it's probably part of the deal, but he is going to play the outfield uh, the rest of the season, I guess, because there's no room for him now at DH either. And then someone else is back on a rehab. I think it is Willie Castro. Willie Castro. So anyone wanting to go to the Saints this weekend, you're going to see some some talent uh, down there because you get Bailey uh, over. Now you've got Willie Castro, Byron Buxton. Saints, once again, I think third or fourth best team in all of AAA baseball. So they will be in the hunt for the playoffs for sure. But that's all I've got for this week. That's it, baby. All right. Have a good one. We'll see you all next week. See ya. Willie.